0: Welcome to SBM Studios Podcast, your home for the most insightful interviews featuring Southern Gospel artists
1: and industry insiders. Now, here's your host, Scott Bolden.
0: All right, thanks, Jason, and welcome back, everyone, to SBM Studios Podcast. Uh, We're glad to have you along for our seventh episode, and we're just thankful for all of you who have subscribed to our podcast and and are are supporting us. We thank you for that. I'm excited about my guest today. You know, the last several episodes, we've really streamlined and gone in the Southern Gospel direction, and uh, one of my great friends in the Southern Gospel industry is with me today on air, Scoot Shellnut of the Dixie Echoes. Welcome, Scoot.
1: Thanks, Scott. Man, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for thinking of me.
0: Oh yeah, I really appreciate you jumping on with me. Now, um, I, I was thinking about this right off. I, I know you are Randy Shell Nut Junior. Does anybody ever call you Randy?
1: <laughs> Very rarely. <laughs> no, uh, unless unless my wife gets mad at me, she's Randy. No. Well. <laughs> Uh, no. It, it it saves a lot of confusion, you know. Absolutely. Two randies in the in the in the building or in the bus or whatever. So, right. Scoot's what most everybody knows me by.
0: Well, how did that name come up? How did you get Scoot for a nickname?
1: Well, the story I have always heard, and uh I'm pretty sure it's true. The Gary Jones, oh yeah, Talk played of... piano. Yeah, he played piano for the Dixie Echoes back in about oh 1980. Uh, I, was, so I was about two years old. So, uh, I heard that he gave me that nickname when he was with the group when I was just scooting around and <laughs> okay. on the floor, and it kind of stuck with me. So,
0: well, that's awesome. I,
1: I think that's kind of how I got it.
0: I was just curious because that is a unique uh, nickname now. It's not like Junior or Jim Bob or something like that. That's a, that's <laughs> a little unique. So, but you talked about, uh, Time with the Dixie Echoes, so I thought we'd start out, and and I know most of the listeners who are Southern gospel enthusiasts like me knows who the Dixie Echoes are. Uh, one of the biggest names in Southern gospel for uh, many years, started in 1960, I believe. Uh, Mr. J. G. Whitfield, I believe, was the founder of the group. Um, mm-hmm. now as the way it came into your family ownership. Uh, if I'm remembering right about 72, I think the Whitfields retired and, uh, Mr. Dale bought the group and took ownership. Does that sound about right? Am I
1: right? I believe that Yeah, timeline. I think that's about right. Uh, early, early seventies.
0: Now your dad, uh, Randy senior. Now he actually, he was playing with them at that time, right? Like playing bass or playing guitar. Am I correct? He was.
1: Okay. Yeah. And, uh, He was playing bass at that time. And then uh, when Joe Whitfield decided to retire, dad started singing baritone.
0: Okay. All right. And uh, so the group, uh, of course, kept going through the years and, and Dixie echoes have had some big names as far as singers throughout the years. Um, and then I know in 1983, uh, Mr. Dale had the had the sudden sudden heart attack, and that was a great loss to the industry. And uh, but Randy picked it up and carried on the family legacy. And now you and Randy uh, have the group together. And and I really enjoy the Dixie Echoes. I, uh, I've always I've always loved traditional southern gospel music and i know the southern gospel genre goes in just a hundred different directions i mean there's just about something (laughs) for everyone but i'm old school i like the old traditional southern gospel quartet music and and that's kind of what you're known for and um so what year when did you come into play when did you join up with the dixie echoes
1: i started uh, in 1990 um I got out of school on May the 26th, and on May the 27th, I got on the bus. And that wow. was <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so uh, that was the uh, the first year was 1990, and I just started playing the bass. Okay. And I did that for about uh, rough around five years, I guess total. And then when my other grandfather, Paul Vincent, Daddy Paul is what everybody right. knows him by, mm-hmm. he decided to retire, and then uh, I stepped into his spot in the baritone. So.
0: Yeah. And that helps that explains something to me because when I'm, Kind of getting ready for my podcast episodes and, and and the interviews, I I kind of do a little homework, make sure that I have my my bearings right and and, and know the <laughs> histories. And when I looked up some history, I saw two different things. I had you, uh, I saw where you joined in 1990, and then I saw 95. But that that explains that you started in 1990 playing bass, and then you assumed the baritone position in 95. So that right. clears that up. Yeah. Okay, that's why <laughs> that's why that was out there. And I tell you what, y'all have had some tremendous. Singers, um, you know, I was thinking about Mr. Ed O'Neill. Uh, I think he still you uh, sells those Ed O'Neill University uh, T-shirts, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he's kind of known for having up and coming singers in the Dixie Melody Boys, and then mm-hmm. they. Uh, sometimes leave and go on and, and and join other groups or or start their own groups and have a large career. Dixie Echoes kind of has that same legacy uh, to me over, especially over these last several years. You you guys had some amazing young singers come through, and that many of them are still in the Southern Gospel industry.
1: Yeah, that's right, and that's you know that's kind of a, a when a group goes that long uh, when it since we've been going six this is our 60th year wow you know you have a lot of talent come through and uh I mean people like Tim Riley and Gary Jones Bobby Clark Jack Tony wow. uh, just you know we have Billy Todd so the list kind of goes on and on and <laughs> when you get to thinking about it but uh yeah a lot of a lot of people have moved on and done other things and we're just we're proud of all of them and proud that uh We've had those names attached to the Dixie Echo's name as well. Absolutely, uh, got a lot of Hall of Famers, uh, Southern Gospel music Hall of Famers that have come through the group. So we've just been blessed to work with a lot of great people and very talented people.
0: Yes, sir. And yeah, when you was doing that name dropping, there there I was thinking, Mercy, you know, Hall of Fame uh, members indeed, and some of the best. Uh, you, you mentioned Tim Riley, uh, Jack Tony. Uh, that's Two of the best, right there, as far as bass and yep. lead singers. Of course, Mr. Dale one of the best song stylist lead singers in the history of Southern gospel music, and uh, and so many uh, that that's fantastic. And and I'm thinking that when you guys, because several times I've seen y'all pick up some pretty young talent. Um, uh, you've had some youngsters on the bus a few times, and <laughs> something tells me with the knowledge base that you guys have, you know, and especially uh, Mr. Randy with his. Length of time and his experience that it's really a good learning experience for those young people. Uh, That, that, but that would be my guess. Would you say so?
1: I I would definitely uh, agree with you on that because Dad's a wealth of knowledge uh, as far as well musically. For one, I mean, just one of the greatest musicians ever. Yes. uh, And uh, his uh, the way he puts things together with harmonies and and things like that is just really unbelievable to me it's a a lot of it's over my head (laughs) (laughs) even uh you know you get a you get a pretty good crash course when you come with the dixie echoes and and singing the right harmony and uh, uh some unique harmonies for sure
0: yeah i was thinking about that and You know, last night where I was talking, uh, I had did an interview that uh, I'm doing several of these interviews back to back to back, although they're going to drop kind of weeks apart. But uh, the the Hayes family kids, you know, the uh, Howard and and Milan taught those kids to sing the shape notes. And that's something Mm -hmm. that you don't see very often. And the same thing I was thinking about you guys. And, you know, we live now in a world, uh, as far as Southern gospel goes, mostly you have uh, highly produced soundtracks that the group sing with. And and so many times, even on those soundtracks, uh, you may have, especially in the choruses and when the quartet's singing as a whole, you'll have the stacked vocals, you know, that fills out the sound, so to speak. You guys, when y'all show up and get off the bus, it's piano, bass, guitar, and four voices. And uh, that's what you get, you know, and. Uh, that's that some of that tradition that i love and and as you said randy really arranges a lot of excellent music for you guys in the true four-part harmony vocals
1: yeah and we that's a comment we get a lot is uh how do you make that much music come out of just a piano and a bass guitar and, and <laughs> the singers you know with no stacks and no uh big tracks with orchestra and all that So that's, you know, that's really a compliment to us that that, kind of lets us know we're doing something right.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And and being at NQC and, and the Memphis Quartet show that we'll talk about here in a little bit, but seeing you guys in so many different big venues... You always bring the house down. I mean, you can tell that folks know what they're listening to and they can appreciate it when y'all hit the stage. And so uh, I think it's great. I, I love the variety in Southern gospel music where there is something for everybody. But I'm really mm-hmm. I'm really glad to see you guys really uh, in that traditional mode that the, the founders, the founding fathers of Southern gospel kind of put out there mm-hmm. as a roadmap to follow.
1: Yeah, it's, it's our favorite. You know, we, we like a little bit of everything you know we like all different styles of southern gospel but our favorite is the old style the old uh, statesman blackwood quartet type stuff and and then we kind of put our own little flavor with everything you know so right. uh we're we're trying to we've had to reinvent ourselves a few times <laughs> down through the years so uh i guess you never stop growing a little bit musically sure but um yeah, we. That's our favorite. It's still the old style.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. It's, it's, it's uh, easy to enjoy for the Southern Gospel fan. Uh, stepping through, I thought maybe for a minute, you know, um, I've really have enjoyed getting to know you and your family. And uh, but now I know you're extremely laid back. You're you're not uh, <laughs> you're you're not the kind of personality that's just. Uh, it's just out there if you know what I mean. I mean, there, there's yes. sometimes there's those type A personalities that just take <laughs> over a room or take over a moment and, and you're more of the laid back variety. And I, I love that about you, but some folks may uh, not be as familiar uh, as far as like your, you and your background. Tell me a little bit maybe about your family and uh, just fill us in on that.
1: All right. Well, uh, you know, I've, uh, like you say, I am very laid back and I'm quiet. I'm Interview scare me. <laughs> no, nah. but uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of that guy. I don't. uh I just stay in the back, and I, I was comfortable playing the bass. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. Just because the bass player is like the most unseen person on the stage.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so I I used to love, uh, love that part of it, but. I've kind of come out of my shell in the last few years. My wife's helped me with that. She's a she is a bundle of personality. Her name's Penny, and uh, she's an amazing woman and a, a very talented uh, singer as well. She used to sing with the Wagon Gang, and uh, mm-hmm. now has her own group called Sacred Calling. And uh, uh, of course, my kids, Lauren, Blake, and Drew. They are uh, I just I love them so much. Drew is five. He'll uh, be six here in just a little while in September.
0: That's a fun age. And,
1: oh man, I tell you, <laughs> I, I, he's amazing. He just—he's uh, so funny and doesn't doesn't realize it. You know, a six-year-old—that's—he's <laughs> sarcastically funny. <laughs> it's amazing. He knows even what uh, what he's doing when he's when he's uh, sarcastic. His sarcasm shows, <laughs> but uh, it's it's really funny to watch. And, uh, of course my, my daughter, Lauren, she's, uh, graduating high school this coming year. Uh, if I actually get to go to school, you know, with the COVID and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she's graduating and my stepson, Blake is uh, 20 years old and he is in his uh, second year of college. So, uh, wow. just trying those kids, they're just amazing and i love them so much
0: oh yeah absolutely it shows and yeah you talk about that school garrett my son he's also a senior this year so we're hopeful that uh maybe it will be a semi-normal year but um we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see but
1: uh no i I hope i hope they get to go and enjoy their senior year
0: yeah absolutely thinking back and 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 thinking about your career I know you've had several influences. I mean, basically you you just about grew up on a bus is kind of what it seems like. And, uh, and I know at the top of your list as far as musical influences, singing influences would be Dale and Randy. But uh, oh, yeah. other than those two, uh, did, you, did you have anybody uh, musically or vocally that you saw as an influence as you were cutting your teeth in Southern Gospel?
1: Yeah, of course. And like you say, those are, those are the top two on my list. My, my dad, my granddad, obviously, but, um, and my other grandfather, uh, daddy Paul, you know, he, he's the one that kind of taught me the baritone part. Yeah. And, uh, so luckily I got to travel with him on the bus for about five years, learn the ins and outs of singing that part. But as far as, uh, singing, uh, in general, just Glenn already has been, he's my favorite ever. Yeah. And, uh, just just and such a good guy humble Mm -hmm. guy always the same never never different at all he's just a, he's a, a true hero to a lot of us in gospel music and just i can't say enough good things about him um and musically uh musicians wise of course gary jones and Mark Fain, a bass player that played with Gold City back in the early 90s. I remember Mark. Adam Borden that came and took his place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just those two guys I learned so much from. And, of course, Doug Riley, the drummer, and Mike Hopper. Yeah. Uh, Two drummers that really uh, I listened to a lot um, back in the early days when I was learning to play those things. So, yeah, I mean, that's – the list could go on and on and on uh, all night long on some of those but sure and then later on uh me and uh, a good friend Corey pearson we kind of got got to hanging out and learning stuff from each other so um he's another talented talented dude that doesn't get the recognition that he deserves that's so, right that's right um he's with the diplomats quartet now but uh yeah, so there's, there's a bunch. <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and that's great. And all of us, uh, no matter what walk we're in, always have those who put the time into us and influence us. So I, I figured there was a few more outside of family that uh, that had a touch on you and and, uh, and that's awesome. Now, as far as instruments, I know uh, just from studio days, I know that in watching you on stage, you play the bass guitar and you play the drums and, and do it uh, extremely, extremely well at the, at, at the top of the industry. But um, any other instruments that you play? Uh,
1: as far as seriously, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> not really. But, okay. uh, I mean, I think I are think going play. I play the piano enough to get by uh, guitar some and ukulele some, so yeah, I, I mess with some other stuff, but uh, uh, bass and drums are my are my main things. Yeah,
0: I've talked with a friend before, and it just seems like so many times uh, people like y'all, like your dad, you, and and Corey, and and so many others. That it seems like when that musical gift and talent is there, it doesn't usually stop at one instrument because it's just a gift, <laughs> you know, and can pick it up so easy so easily. Uh, I have picked up a guitar a few times and have to put it back down because I do not pick it up easily. Uh, so, you know, it's a gift. It's, it's, a, it's a gift from the Lord. And uh, that's that's awesome. So uh, I you're you're not a you're a male. So I think this question is OK for you about how old are you, Scoot?
1: Uh, 41.
0: okay 41 i'm 46 so i thought we was pretty close but so you've had several years on the road what's some of your uh, have you had a memory or two and it can be a funny one it can be uh, maybe just an <laughs> awesome concert a worship experience is uh you know a venue something like that does anything just stick out over your ear uh, over your uh, years on the road as is just a super special time or that you like to share? well i
1: mean yeah a little, but you know there have been but it's hard to think of just one, you know, that that, that could stick out. But, uh, you know, getting to sing at the NQC and, and of course Memphis, that's those are always fun and exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, probably the most nerve-wracking thing was singing on the Gaither uh, thing at the NQC. Yeah. That was. That was, uh, I, I hope nobody saw my knees shaking, let's put it that way. Well,
0: I was there sitting uh, pretty close to the stage when you did that, and I saw no knees shaking, and you knocked it out of the park, brother.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah,
0: you did a good job. Yeah, I, I know it's hard to pick out and single out. I, I'd probably say in a, in not so much a performance perspective, but another super, super, super special time in your time of ministry with the Dixie Echoes was being able to see Randy uh, enshrined in the Southern Gospel Music Hall of Fame i'm sure that was super special
1: very much so yeah it was it was a long time coming in my opinion but oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, that was a a very special moment and to get uh, to get to share that with our family and my mom and my my little boy and everything <laughs> and my wife and was, so that was that was really cool
0: yeah that's awesome so uh you i was thinking about uh, some of the same old same old questions and 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 I, I i hate to do that a lot of times i try to make things a little different like you know what's your hobbies but i do know you have one hobby that you and my cousin neil and some other folks really mess me up with because uh um, <laughs> and it's that confounded vinyl lp collecting you know uh well that uh, now you're a whole lot more serious on it than i am but yeah you and neil got me bit i i got bit by the bug bad and uh, so uh, you have quite <laughs> that collect- usually happened. yeah and you have quite the collection now do you do you is it just vinyl that you collect or do you pretty much collect uh, southern gospel memorabilia as a whole or you stick pretty much to the records
1: i do i do i collect memorabilia um and uh and records mostly i, I don't say i collect cds but i've got thousands <laughs> right right. and i you know i just i find them and some if i don't have them i'll pick it up but right. yeah vinyl and uh autographs i you know i collect autograph stuff i, I like that a lot just because it adds a little personal touch to right. stuff
0: that's something i've kind of got into um i'm actually working on decorating my studio here with on the walls with pictures and uh you know, I, I'm trying mm-hmm. to do my best to get autographed. Now, some of the older ones that, you know, came and, and gone before I got into Southern Gospel and, and right. some, some of them before I was even born. Um, you know, that's hard to get the autograph copies without paying a whole lot more than my cheap wallet wants to. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I love that, too. And uh, actually, I've got one of... Uh, I got one I picked up from you guys in 2018 in NQC that's going up, and then I was really uh, appreciative the other day, and I think you're the one that put me on him uh, with uh, Jeff Turner. uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, Southern Gospel Photos. I think he has a Facebook page, but um, Mm -hmm. he fixed me up, and it's actually a photo of the Dixie Echoes that's got Dale and Randy and I believe uh, your uncle. Was singing tenor, I think maybe. Oh yeah, right? Andrew. Andrew, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that was cool. It's not signed, but at least you know I got a picture that you can't go out and buy anymore. So uh, yeah, that's that neat. Was, that was cool. But I I love that stuff too. I get in trouble sometimes. I gotta. I'm gonna have to find a side door to sneak stuff into sometimes <laughs> because it's like, well, where'd you get? Where'd you get that? You know, and I, uh-oh, cause, uh oh, busted because. And uh, now I think, that, do you? I'm thinking back. Aren't you the one? You've got one of those old cathedral bank, the bus banks, don't you?
1: I do. I actually I have uh, two of them. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got one uh, that's out out of the package, and I have one that's in the package. Yeah, and hey. it's signed. It's signed by. No way. Uh, yeah, by. <laughs> well, when I when I got it, it was signed by Roger, uh, Bennett, Glenn, and George. Oh wow! And then since then. Uh, every time we work with somebody, I've gotten Mark Trammell and Ernie Haas and oh, wow. uh, Scott Fowler and Cathedral alum to sign it. So,
0: hey, that thing right there—that's better than a CD in the bank. That—that's got some value to it. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, yeah, that's something well, I yeah. thought we kind of had in common. And then I know you spend a lot of time also doing studio work, and it seems like you enjoy that a good bit. Uh, I guess it gives you kind of a break from. Playing and singing the the same songs that y'all do, you know, week to week on your yeah. program, and getting to play some new music, right?
1: Right. Yeah. It's you can kind of get it into a rut, you know, when you do something two hundred days a year like that. <laughs> it, normally, yeah. not this year, but <laughs> normally, right? Right. Um, yeah. It, you know, you can kind of get a little uh, a little stale, I guess. But uh, yeah, in the studio, you can kind of create some stuff here and there, and. And uh, it's it's nice to play some different uh, styles, and you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun to do that too.
0: Yeah, um, and every now and then you'll get somebody like me that comes in there that really can't sing a lick, but y'all really make good music out of it. At least the, the tracks are really good. The singing's not much, but the tracks are real good.
1: Well, that's what that fader's for on that board. You know, you just turn turn the vocal all the way down, and then you're you're set.
0: I tell you what, um that what I'm looking for is the Millie Vanilli effect. I want to get somebody just to sing my stuff, and then I, I'll learn to lip sync. I'm not proud, so. Uh. <laughs>
1: I need to try that on some of mine. us to that blessed promised land but he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die we will understand it better by and by well by and by when the morning comes when the saints of god are gathering This is Connor. This is Bailey.
0: And this is Kennedy of the Mylon Hay family. And you're listening to SBM Studios Podcast. Love God. Love each other.
1: It really is that simple, y'all.
0: Well, I know you said a while ago that the interviews, uh, you said you kind of, not, not your... Uh, doesn't make you the most excited, I guess, but um, (laughs) I'm trying to make this painless. I did have a couple of more things to touch on, if that's okay with you. Uh, Yeah, man. And one big thing is something that I've, I've been really excited to see over the past several years, and that is, of course, you mentioned the granddaddy of them all, the National Quartet Convention. Of course, I believe that was... Founded in nineteen maybe fifty seven, I believe in Memphis. I believe that's right. I believe mm-hmm. that's right with JD and the bunch, Blackwoods putting that on uh, for the first time. And of course, it's moved around. I think it's been in Birmingham, Atlanta, Nashville, Louisville, right, all over the place. But now mm-hmm. it's in Pigeon Forge, and and the quartet, uh, the National Quartet Convention, has really transformed a lot over the years. And and I think it's good, just like what uh, we mentioned. There's something for everybody. There's all mm-hmm. types of. Uh, forks in the road for the genre at the nqc but several years back i think maybe was it 2013 when y'all started the memphis quartet show
1: i I believe you're right you know i'm thinking back i can't remember if it was 13 or or twelve, but I think I think it was thirteen.
0: Okay, I was thinking that because thirteen was a good year for me. A lot of neat things happened, and that was one of them—the quartet show coming into play. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm really glad that uh, that y'all got that going. And maybe tell us a little bit about the Memphis Quartet show, like uh, maybe what your group, uh, what kind of vision y'all had when you were looking to found it, and uh, you know what the vision for the quartet show is, and and just tell us a little bit about how it came to be.
1: Well, it's it's kind of funny. We were actually at the National Quartet Commission um, in Louisville at, at the time, and the, the guy that used to play piano with us, Stuart Barnado and I were sitting at the booth, and it was it was on the Monday night when they they had had the actual quartet night yeah, for yeah. years and years and years, where it was all male quartets on the Monday night. Well, they had this was the first year they had changed it, and uh, uh, to where, you know, it was just a normal night with everybody on. And uh, we had person after person after person come up to the booth and say, we wish it was quartet night. We wish it was still quartet night. I want quartet night. So we, we got to, I think the light went off in both of our heads about <laughs> the same time. So, hey, maybe, maybe there's something to this. Right, yeah. So uh, between Stuart and myself and our other partners, Danny Jones and Dwayne Garrett, um, Jimmy Blackwood, um, and Keith, uh, Keith and, uh, uh, Greg Inman. Mm -hmm. We've all kind of thought, Hey, let's do this somewhere. And we chose Memphis because of it being the first place that J.D. Sumner and then had the vision to do a quartet convention. Mm -hmm. So, uh, we got that off the ground and we had about a year and a half to actually promote the first one. Um, and it was just, it was a, an amazing event. The energy in that room was, uh, you can't even describe it. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where it all started. We just kind of had one of those, uh, light bulb moments, I guess you call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, that's great. And, and, and I think it's been a good thing. Cause like you said, You know, this provides a a once a year opportunity for those who like me really have an affinity for the Southern Gospel male quartets, traditional quartets, to to have uh, the best of the best come together in one place over the course of about four you know four nights and. And uh, I know you have, you have the showcases kind of like NQC does sometimes with different, uh, one thing that I remember that I was so glad that I got to attend was a very special, um, gold city reunion.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that was, that was fun. That was cool. That was a, that was definitely a special moment. Um, with that lineup, especially that was, that <laughs> right. was my, you know, I, of course I, they never had a bad lineup in my opinion, but, uh, I just, I've, I kind of, I don't know, that one just held a special place in my heart the whole time. So yeah. I was, I was really, really excited that that was able to happen. And they, uh, boy, they just absolutely, they never sound like they never even left. That's right. You know, the group, you know, it sounded like they've always been together. So
0: it was amazing. So, and uh, you, you mentioned a little bit earlier, when we were talking about on the road for how many dates, and I know that the uh, coronavirus Kind of was a wrecking ball this year. And, and it actually, this was supposed to be, I believe, the eighth annual uh, Quartet right. show this year, but yeah. plans had to be. Postponed, you know, to comply with all the things that uh, we are being asked to comply with, and so yeah. you guys have rescheduled and going to have the eighth annual quartet show in Memphis next year uh, into twenty twenty one. That's the plans, and uh most of the same lineup, right? I think uh, maybe there was a few little tweaks and changes here
1: and there. Well, I think it's exactly the same as far as uh, okay as far as we know. It's uh, all the groups got to. The- had agreed with their booking agents to uh, move to the same night they were supposed to be on and everything for next year so. And the matinees are supposed to to be the same as well. We had the Fairfield Four coming, which was really going to be neat. Okay. And, of course, the second half quartet reunion uh, will be there as well. So, yeah, as far as as we know, everything's going to be the same, just push back a year.
0: (laughs) I think where I got twisted up on that was the Fairfield Four, um, I, I, I guess I, I was thinking that that was new, but that y'all actually had that on tap for 2020 also. So, OK, good. Well, we'll look forward to that. And uh, yeah, I definitely encourage folks to to go out and check that out. Uh, we'll we'll give a, a time at the end here to kind of give how they can find out more information on that. But um, one more thing that I wanted to hit on and, and I'm trying to as I interview all, all of you in Southern Gospel, maybe. Uh, take a discussion in a direction, something that uh, something that's special, something that ha- holds meaning for for you. And um, I was thinking about, you know, the day and time that we live in, whether it's coronavirus or, or whatever, there's, uh, you know, I think Karen Peck and New River sing a song that's everybody's going through something. And um, mm-hmm. there's so much there, there's so much strife. There's so much darkness that people encounter. And um, a lot of those things are, are physical needs. And um, I mean, I know even myself, my family. We've had long bouts through the years, and, and tendencies toward uh, some things like depression and anxiety, things like that. Mm-hmm. And and that that can be a booger, you know. That can be a yes. that can be a tough row. Uh, yeah, my wife, true. my wife has multiple sclerosis, and that's you know as for now an incurable uh, disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, we face that day in and day out, and lift up a lot of prayers and. You know, um, I was thinking about that, and 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 thinking about where people go to when in those in those times, those tough times, and uh, I was thinking about you know God being the master healer, now, and even when the doctor says things uh, or it's all they can do, they wring their hands, they walk away. We have a master healer, a master physician who is yeah. totally in charge. And, and I thought about, I know you have an amazing testimony, Scoot. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, just for a moment, maybe I thought you might can speak to that. Uh, maybe just kind of, kind of give the audience a, a little background on that testimony and and the sure. touch that you personally received from the Lord.
1: Yeah, uh, in 1994, I was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I had a sarcoma tumor on my lung that was about the size of a softball, mm. and uh, they uh, they told. Well, the, they thought that I had pneumonia in the beginning because uh, I had a lot of pain in my chest. I was playing soft, softball, as a matter of fact, with my church, and I reached down during practice. I just we'd been playing for an hour, and I reached down to pick up a ball from the ground, and I, my lung collapsed, which I didn't know at the time that's mm-hmm. what it was. But I just felt, you know, a lot of pain and pressure in my chest, and it. Eventually eased off a couple of days later, and uh, but it, it never really uh, eased off enough to where I wasn't worried about it. So I went to the doctor, and they did x-rays, and, that's, and then that's when it showed up. My lung had filled up with fluid. Mm-hmm. So um, after they treated me for pneumonia, which what is what they thought I had, um, they treated me for that, and it didn't make any difference at all. So then the doctors finally realized, "Hey, this is not what it is." So then it went uh, into the to the big doctor, <laughs> right. and uh, he uh, he said, "Well, we got to drain the fluid off." And then they found the tumor. Hmm. So uh, immediately they started discussing whether to do surgery or chemo or radiation. Well, they did all three, hmm. and uh, the surgery they got most of it out uh, the big part of it, but the doctor that did the surgery said it's wrapped around, uh, main arteries and everything else in there. It had my windpipe shoved over in the wrong place. Uh, and my heart shoved over kind of in awkward position. So they couldn't, uh, couldn't get to do what they wanted to normally, you know, to get it all out. So they said, chemo and radiation. So I did that for about a year and a half. And, uh, after that uh they still kind of kind of gave me no hope you know mm-hmm. but uh good thing i serve god a hope amen and uh i believe that um uh, more than anything i know he can he can heal he can still you know he's the same yesterday today and forever amen can still heal just like he did in the bible days and uh one night we were uh, I just happened to be on the road because I had to take a lot of time off at that point because going through treatments and everything it didn't want me around right. a lot of people, so yeah uh, but one night I got to go with the guys and we sang in Tallahassee, Florida, at a place called uh, the Lighthouse Children's Home, which is a home for troubled uh, troubled girls. and uh, it's one of it's kind of a special place to me anyway, just because of that. Right. Um, it's a really, really neat place. But uh, we were singing with the anchorman and a couple other groups, and, and they have a little backstage area kind of, as well, to the side. It's just kind of off by itself. And me and some of other guys were sitting in there, and uh, Terry Carter, who was the anchorman then, he, uh, we were sitting back there just talking and having a big old time. He said, you know what? I feel like right now we need to pray for you, buddy. Mm. and uh that's what he did mm. and uh so we gathered around and he said a prayer and right then that's when i felt god healed me wow and, uh, sorry well, that's fine that's fine you take your time but after that yep uh wasn't too long after that i went to the doctor in uh, jacksonville and uh they did a couple of tests and said, Well, I don't know, something something's fishy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> praise God. <laughs> and uh, so then I went back to my oncologist here in Pensacola and he said, We're gonna do the we're gonna do a, a needle biopsy on what we see in there and it just looked kinda of, kinda of weird. So they did the did all the biopsies and everything they had to do. And uh, that test came back completely negative. It was all scar tissue. Wow. So, wow, that's been that's been 26 years ago.
0: Oh, 26 (laughs) years. Amen. I mean, I
1: they gave me they gave me six months to live when I first when all that first started. So uh I missed missed the mark slightly. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, And
0: and that's just a testimony to the all powerful, all healing God. And you said it. God is the same today as he was uh, yesterday. He's the same God in the in, in the Bible. Uh, who raised the dead and who healed the sick and made the lame yeah. to walk. He's got that same healing hand. And, and it's encouraging to hear that, uh, your testimony, and I, I appreciate your you being willing to share that because two things from that. One thing is, is the prayer. And um, oh, yeah, I, I know, look, you know, uh, my wife was diagnosed. Uh, we are working on, I think, 13 years. Um, since the diagnosis this month, will be 13 years since, you know, the Mm -hmm. diagnosis of MS and, and of course, you know, the thing from the doctor is, is, is this is going to be a lifelong, you know, uh, situation that, Mm -hmm. uh, that right now, as far as medical knowledge goes, there's no healing. There's some treatments to make things better. And, uh, but even so, and, 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 and my wife is resilient. She's a fighter. She's, uh, she has strong faith and she is. She's just done a wonderful job. Um, When we got home um, and and got the diagnosis, and of course there was the moments of tears and and hurt, Uh, she basically wiped her eyes and said, we're going to kick this thing's tail. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's kind of been her mantra, and and she's a fighter. And and, and God is blessed, but still the prayers are lifted, and I'll never quit lifting the prayers for healing because God can heal, even though the doctor says... There's, there's no hope. There's nothing yeah, else to true. do. And, and what caught my attention is, 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 is a praying man, someone who stepped in and prayed over you. And I know you had tons of folks praying for you during that mm-hmm. time. God answers prayers. So the, the the encouragement of this for anybody who is listening and going through anything, whether it's one of the biggies like we're talking about, I mean, you know, when you mentioned that C word, that's the, that's one of the big ones, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, and there may be listeners that's, that's going through that right now or. There may, be, uh, there, there may be things like what my family faces. There may be just tough times. I know there's right now in the world, there's financial uncertainty. There's the, there's the turmoil and the dissension among people in general, and everything just feels so dark. We cannot lose hope. We cannot lose hope. Uh, we don't live in fear. It's like Brother Josh Singletary shared uh, the other day. He said, fear is not of God. And mm-hmm. uh, we have strong faith. We trust in Him, and 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 never quit praying, uh, because you're you're a testimony. You're a testimony of answered prayers and God's healing touch. And and Scoot, I appreciate you being willing to. I, I know that's not the easiest thing sometimes to to dip into the personal stuff like that. But but God healed you, and you are a testimony for Him. Uh, you know your your story is a testimony and a witness for God's glory. So uh,
1: yeah, that's. And that's why that's why I do what I do. That's why I sing, and that's why I uh, travel like I do. And you know, I've when I started singing baritone, I felt like because uh, we were we had actually looked for baritone singers that played the bass guitar after my granddad retired, and uh, because I wanted to play the drones with the group. Right. Well, I right. woke up one morning and thought, and I I, I said, well, I. I don't know. I, maybe I ought to sing. I I feel like I kind of need to. I don't know why, but I feel like I need to. So yeah, that's you know that's that's God working there. Absolutely. You know. I, Absolutely. It it wasn't what I really chose, but <laughs> I I felt like I had to, and now I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Well, and, and you make a good point. You know, um, yeah, I'm I'm hard headed. I don't know. Uh, maybe you're not, but uh, <laughs> I. uh
1: Depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Well, if you ask my friends and my family, they will testify with me that I am <laughs> hard headed, and and you know, so many times God has given me nudges and given me opportunities, and and so many times it takes a a while of me taking some spiritual whippings before I yield to that, <laughs> you know. But uh, but uh, yeah, God always leads us, and and I'm I'm glad that He led you. Uh, not only to heal you, but he led you in the direction for you to minister with your dad and, and, and be on the road with the mm-hmm. Dixie Echoes. Y'all are such a blessing to everybody that you come across. You've yeah. been a blessing to me and my family. And, um, you know, I, I've got I got several folks that I have a familiar relationship with in the music that I love of Southern Gospel. But you and Randy have been exceptionally kind to me, and and you didn't have to be. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. I'm 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 just a fan. I'm I'm one of many. But uh, you guys have shown uh, yeah. great love and grace to me, and uh, it's seriously, working with uh, the music uh, that you pr- we've done. We we did one total CD there, and then y'all have done several tracks that. I still have not got well enough and got voice enough yet to do. It's, it's the <laughs> long. You've joked around about that Gold City, uh, the Gold City thing that I'm doing. About that's the longest <laughs> project ever in the middle in the making, but. i I just yeah we're still
1: waiting waiting. (laughs) well what i need
0: to do is i need to hire somebody like jonathan or mark or somebody like that just to sing on it and then i can lip sync and and, uh, (laughs) that that would be awesome but but y'all y'all have been really great to me and i thank you so much and and
1: oh man um, we we love you appreciate you
0: yeah thank you and 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 um it means a lot to me especially now in kind of picking up that You're, you know, you probably don't do a whole lot of interviews uh, just because that's just not exactly your groove. But um, but I thank you for being willing to do that with me. And I want to give you an opportunity. Oh, thank you so much. I want to give you an opportunity. Uh, to tell the folks about uh, where they can find info on uh, the quartet show and the Dixie Echoes. But one more very quick question that I'm asking a lot of our artists and I almost forgot to ask you, Uh, I talk about my situation and even my voice talking, you can, you can generally tell that I have chronic uh, issues, uh, chronic sinusitis. And that's one thing that Mm -hmm. just takes my voice away. But thinking about y'all like you and Randy, Um, y'all being on the road and y'all having 200 dates a year, sometimes, you know, y'all can't afford to be sick. Your voice is, (laughs) your voice is your livelihood. What's some, what's some things that y'all do to try to stay well, or if you get sick to try to overcome it?
1: Um, well, as far as just, you know, like home remedy stuff, always honey and lemon. That's always a kind of a, a thing we do, um, uh gargle salt water that kind of thing um i've been taking elderberry i don't know if you've heard of that or not it's, it's in my cabinet brother uh, that's that's, <laughs> that's helped pretty much pretty good i hadn't i haven't been sick a lot lately since i've been taking that you know no uh, no colds or nothing like that so awesome that's that that seems to be pretty good pretty good stuff
0: well i'm gonna keep popping my wife
1: my wife told me about all that and i said yeah that's probably another one of them ron popeel things you (laughs) see on tv i don't
0: know that's that voodoo stuff yeah but now uh, (laughs) i've got some of that and hit it here or there uh i saw that it was good prevention for flu um sometimes and uh but, yeah, I've always said if, if they could ever invent a sinus transplant, I'm going to be the first one that signs up because, uh, <laughs> yeah, i just always in that uh, in that trouble. But I thank you for sharing that. And, and yeah. before we kind of close things out, if you would like to take just a moment, I would love for you to share with our listeners, uh, you know, if they have interest in the quartet show where they could find information on that yeah. and then anything you'd like to share about what the Dixie Echoes have going on.
1: Okay, yeah, a quartet show. Um, like I say, next year we're uh, aiming for a big one, like like always. And uh, we got the same groups, same lineup. All the lineup is on the website, and it's uh, www.quartetshow.com. And uh, just uh, I think all the information about hotels and all that stuff's on there too. So, Great. and then we uh, we do a cruise every year too, um, Gospel Jubilee Cruise, and that's the com, Dixie Echo, Chuck Wagon Gang, New Ground, Bible Tones. Yeah. Uh, a lot of great singing on cruise, too. So Awesome. And uh, Dixie Echo's website, dixieechoes.com and you can find out uh, where we're going to be, our schedules up there and also you can order CDs and downloads and DVDs and whatever else we got on there. So check us out on that, too. Perfect,
0: excellent. I thank you for doing that, and I do encourage our folks to go out and support uh, the Dixie Echoes and and all of our groups. And, and I really recommend I recommend highly the quartet show. I've been there; it's it's just very professionally done, and it's it's just an awesome experience. I do recommend the cruise for all of you who like cruises. Now, my family is very strange. I won't fly, and Janice won't float, so we got a problem. But we're kind of we're kind of landlocked. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we we haven't done the cruise thing. But I know uh, several friends um, have gone on those cruises, and they say it's one of the best experiences for a Southern Gospel fan is to go on the cruise. Uh, enjoy all the groups the singing the fellowship the food and uh yeah and, it and,
1: is yeah. it is a lot of fun and the, i mean for the money you you really can't beat it uh yeah. since all your everything is paid for once you get on the boat you know you don't have to worry about that at all you can eat eat until your heart's content <laughs> that's great <laughs> and man. i do and you do i hear
0: you man <laughs> Well, look, uh, man, I, I really appreciate your time and your graciousness. And I tell you what, I, I kind of had to swallow it down because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here and interviewing kind of an enemy as you and I were reminiscing before the show, because we participate in that league of champions fantasy football league. And you're the one that put me out of the playoffs last year. I do so.
1: kind of recall that. Yeah, I do remember uh, that. Uh, that was a good week for me. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you. Very much. It was a bad week for me, but, uh, Oh my goodness. But, uh, yeah, I thank you also, you know, you're you're a friend to my family as a whole, and I just thank you for who you are. I thank you for your witness, and I thank you for sharing the time with us. And um, for our listeners, I'd like to say real quick that if you wouldn't mind, we would appreciate it greatly. A lot of y'all have caught this podcast because you saw a social media post. If you would please share that post with your Facebook friends and other uh, sources of social media that you use, it helps a lot. Kind of like my friend Josh said the other night, it takes as much effort to click share as it does to click like. So uh, we would appreciate it if you would share us. Uh, Also appreciate it when you listen to us on your podcast platform, whether it's Spotify or whether it's Apple Podcast. If you would uh, click the follow or the subscribe button, you won't ever miss an episode. And then lastly, if you have just a moment, if you'll rate the podcast and leave a review, that also helps us get a little more exposure. But we sure do thank you all for listening in. And I hope you enjoy this. We love your feedback. Scoot, again, we just thank you for joining us today, buddy.
1: I appreciate you, man. Thanks for thinking of me. I've had a good time.
0: Thank you, man. And to all listeners, we love you, and we'll see you around the bend. Thanks for listening to today's episode of SBM Studios Podcast. Until next time, this is Jason Baines reminding you to love God and love each other. It really is that simple, y'all.